We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have Darius Slay wanting to be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL should the Lions pay him. And we also have some free agent cornerbacks and some safeties. All on episode 78 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 78 on the Blue Warrior Network. And today's episode will be sponsored by Bet Online and Untuck It. I am joined by my man Malcolm. No yep. beer today. How you doing, Malcolm? Yep. I'm doing good, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well, doing well. I'm excited to do this episode. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Big a lot of stuff going on. Uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess on that note, you know, let's let's get right into it. So the big news, Darius Slay. You know, uh, a lot of the fans are talking about it. Should we extend Darius Slay? Should we trade Darius Slay? You know, what is going on? You know, is Darius Slay going to play under his current contract? You know, no. what the hell is going on with Darius Slay? You know, he's then even going back on Twitter with some people. Uh, it, it, it's been an interesting last couple days and it's just kind of really blowed up and we're gonna say our thoughts and opinions on the whole Darius Slay thing and we're gonna also get into the other cornerbacks and other defensive backs and this current free agent class kind of like what we did in the last episode with quarterbacks but we're gonna do DBs in this episode so stay tuned for that let's start off with the Darius Slay news and uh I- I'm gonna I'm gonna start off a little brief and then you can maybe piggyback yeah, off and then say your thoughts and opinions on it let's go into it man all right so uh obviously Darius Slay wants to be paid big money. You know, he set out all of OTAs last camp, and he's he wants to be one of the highest paid cornerbacks, if not the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Do the Detroit Lions want to pay him? And it's it's a very tough situation. So obviously, the Lions are sticking with the current regime of Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn. They're sticking with it. Could the Lions afford to lose? A premium cornerback one that is very good at man coverage defense 
which is a very man coverage based defense could the lions afford to lose darius slay and this is where i'm very confused and stuck with the whole thing i don't personally want to pay darius slay that money i don't want to make darius slay the highest paid cornerback at the age he is it's not because of his performances it's because at the age he is right now and it kind of scares me of the performance that could be declining we kind of saw don't want to say a decline in 2019 but we saw a little bit of a decline in 2019 still one of the higher end corners in the league but how much longer could that last and it scares the hell out of me i don't know if you know i don't know if i want to give darius slay like a three-year deal that makes him the highest paid cornerback in the nfl making near 15 16 17 million dollars a year that could be a contract that you're stuck with if his game does decline example like in xavier rhodes I don't know if you want to stick with that. And the thing is, this defense, like I mentioned, is very man coverage based. Could, and his game is relied on his speed. His speed could decline as the age going on, kind of like an Xavier Rhodes. And it kind of scares the hell out of me. It's not kind of, it's not like a Richard Sherman situation where it's a zone defense and those guys could last a little longer. It's a little scary. I don't know if I want to pay Darius Slay. I, I don't want to pay Darius Slay. But then, you know, with management, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, could they afford to lose him? I mean, they're in a make it or break it season right now. I don't know if they could afford to lose a guy like Darius Slay right now. And it could be a panic move and they can go ahead and pay Darius Slay, which is, I guess you could say, kind of scary. I mean, it'll look good to some fans because Darius Slay has been such a good player for this organization for the past few years, and people were like, okay, you know, it's Darius Slay, he deserves it. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the money, but like I mentioned, this is just such a man-based defense, and something that is relied on speed, I don't know if Darius Slay is meant to be in this defense for another three, four more years. And it's it's tough, man. This is why I don't want to stick with this current regime because now you could be stuck with something that you don't want for the future regime if this doesn't work out. And then you're stuck with Darius Slay's contract and it would be almost impossible to move on from. So Yeah, man. Um, I, I agree with you. But the thing is, the way I see it, I see both sides of it. You know, this is and this is why when we were in the trade deadline last year, I was all in on, you know, we I, we, we kind of have to move on from Darius Slay. And it, it gets to a point that when you have a guy and you just got to know when to move on from that guy. And, and, you know, Darius Slay is one of the most talented cornerbacks in the NFL. And, you know, playing the position, you know, I played it before. I, I, I know how tough it is. And, I you know, I tip my hat off to him because what he does, I can honestly say, there's no cornerback in the NFL that's doing what he's doing right now. And that's why I think that he deserves every penny, every as far as him wanting to be the highest play player, I respect it. If I was him, and I've been telling you guys for the past month, Darius Slay is going to come out and say that, look, I need to be the highest play player in the NFL. And, and the reason why he's just going to say that, people are probably looking at his numbers are like, you know, his numbers doesn't equal up to Jalen Ramsey. He doesn't match up to, you know, the, 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 top, the top guys. Some guys, some fans are calling it, are saying that he's not in the top, top, top five corner. And those are just people who just never played, never played the position before. When you have a defense, if you have a front four, front seven, that could generate a, a pressure on a quarterback that makes the cornerback jobs easier, um, those guys shine. Those guys shine. Like, like 
Jalen Ramsey, he shined in Jacksonville. He shined in Jacksonville because their front four in Jacksonville was sick, where the quarterback didn't have a lot of time to, you know, look off reads. You know, he only have he only have, only have enough time to look at his first read, maybe his second read, maybe his second read. But when we're looking at Darius Slay and what he's doing in Detroit, there's no cornerback in the NFL. And I say this again, there's no cornerback in the NFL that's covering Number one receivers are shattering number one receivers as long as Darius Slay is doing it. There's nobody doing it, especially the time that Darius Slay is doing it. He's having to cover guys way longer than he's supposed to. And the reason why is because we have no pressure on the quarterback. Some quarterbacks, we, we, we watched it. We, had, we watched the games where the quarterback just had all day in the pocket, where they eventually found guys open. And if you're an NFL quarterback and you're playing against an NFL receiver, guys, you're an NFL receiver. It's like... You're not going to be able to cover these guys all day. This it just is what it is. I mean, you could be Deion Sanders. You know, you're going you, you, you're not going to be able to cover these guys all day. And there's no cornerback that's doing it as long as Darius Slay's doing it. There's no cornerback that's shadowing as long as Darius Slay. And there's no guys covering. There's no guys doing it. So as far as Darius Slay deserving the money, hell yeah, he deserves the money. And I hope he get it. Just not in Detroit. I just I just feel like we're at a point that Darius Slay's age. He's 29 years old. He turned 29 in January. If you look at the time frame, and like if we were to pay him next season, if we were to make the playoffs, he'll he'll go into the playoffs as a 30 year old corner because his birthday is in January. I think it's like January 1st. So he'll be playing next year, 30 years old. So if you look at the following season after that, if we make the playoffs, we'll be playing with a 31 year old Darius Slay. So at that point, it gets kind of scary because corners at 30. Is, is, is tough, but a lot of it, 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 you don't know if their game is going to decline, and that's that's the, that's the tough part. Like you just you just don't know. Darius Slay could wake up one day and just not be the same player no more. Snacks Harrison, we saw saw Snacks Harrison. He had an unbelievable year last year. He came in this year and just a totally different person. That and that and that's just that that effect that when you're over thirty, it just it just it's just a snap where you just not yourself anymore and then it just it just gets tough and at that point you're just stuck playing you're stuck paying a guy 16 17 million dollars on a cornerback position at 32 33 years old it's just not a good situation for detroit but when you look at the guys who are getting paid above them like the top paid corners looking at xavier howard josh norman tremaine johnson xavier rhodes i mean does slake deserve to be paid higher than those guys absolutely Absolutely, because not one of those guys shadows. I mean, that it is, it, is, it is what it is. So I think he deserves it. It's just not in Detroit. And I hope he gets it, man. I just hope he gets his money. He deserves the money. But we're just not in a position to pay Slay edge rusher type money. We're just not in, that, we're not in a position right now. Yeah. Are you scared that the Lions could budge into the contract, though? Because, like no. I mentioned, it is a, it's almost a make it or break it season for these guys. You know, no. the coaching staff I mean, and the general I manager. Think, and I said this, like I said last year, they come from New England. Even though they don't want to have that Patriot mindset, I don't think they're going to have players strong on them. Like, that's, I mean, is Darius Slay a, a, a game changer? Yeah. But you could, I honestly feel like, yeah, if we lose Darius Slay, and we're going to go through the market as far as the free agency market. It's not that, just don't worry, it's not that great. It's not that great. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I talked about this before, where there's band-aids. So I can tell you, like, when, if you're missing a, a hole, you kind of put a band-aid on it. 
I think if they are able to fix their pass rush situation, they could put a band-aid on that cornerback position and probably get through it with average guys. But it all depends on if they fix the cornerback position. Now, if if you're saying if we have a pass rush like last year, can we survive without Darius Slay? Hell no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> if we have a pass rush like last year, and then you're saying substitute Darius Slay with Mike Ford for the whole year. Oh, that's it's not, not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good. But say we have a pass rush, a mean pass rush, a San Francisco 49ers type pass rush, or something close to San Francisco 49ers pass rush. That's where we get into the quarterback all the time. Yeah, I think we could survive with Mike Ford starting the whole year. I mean, that's not ideal, but I think we could. It wouldn't be Mike Ford. It'd be Amani Arroyo. And and who else? Amani and who? Well, then you got Cole in the slot, and then you probably sign someone on the outside. Sign, yeah, sign, draft. I mean, whoever. There's I'm no with that. Yeah, there's no way in hell. No way in hell. Mike Ford is a starting cornerback going to 2020. <laughs> I don't care yeah. what happens. There's no way in hell that happens. When I'm, I don't, I don't see him being like the number one corner, but I'm saying like what I'm saying is that I will be okay with it if we are able to have a pass rush. If we have a pass rush, I'm okay because that's like that's a band aid that you could kind of put on the on on, on that position. I mean, you could look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. They've been riding with secondary for how many years? Yeah, yeah, I, I get the band aid, but yeah. it, it, it's probably not gonna be Mike Ford. No, it's probably not gonna be Mike Ford, but um, you get what I'm saying. I got you saying, yeah, I know it, 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 it makes sense. It does make sense. Only thing that scares me, this Lions defense, your boy Matty P, what does he value? Coverage. He, value, he does value coverage, but coverage over pass rush. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's that dumb. I don't think he's gonna pay. There, it's not dumb. It's just his philosophy. I don't agree with the philosophy, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's dumb. It's just the philosophy he believes in. He believes in coverage over pass rush. I don't Maybe think it's today's NFL, but, I mean, it's what he's doing. I mean, if you ask me, you know, what I would rather do with Slay's money, if they're going to pay Slay $16, 17000000 I'd rather give that to an edge rusher or another, you know, interior defense alignment. And I agree with you. I'm just saying, yeah. though, I'm going from what I've seen from this, what this regime has done, and that's something that what they've done is value coverage over pass rush. It's something they, I mean... You just look at it. I mean, they paid Justin Coleman, and now they're kind of in a tricky situation with Darius Slay. I mean, I, I'm scared. I feel like I, I could definitely no. see a scenario where they pay him. No, they would have paid him last year, bro. I don't just don't. I just don't see it. I just I just can't see them doing it, man. I just don't see it. I mean, Slay's gonna be like I said. If we were to be a playoff team next year, our wild card game, or if we have a bye, whatever, Slay's turning 30 at that time. So our number one corner will be 30 years old. Yeah, and we will be paying him sixteen, seventeen million. And you're stuck. Not, with not saying, not saying that he's not, not going to be playing at a high level just because you turn thirty, you automatically lose your feet. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like, man, like you just don't know. Like you could wake up one day, you feel great. Wake up the next day, and it's like, oh my god, like where's my toes? Where's my feet? Like everything doesn't feel the same. Yeah, and the thing that scares me even more, it's a man coverage based defense too. So it is. Like and, and, you need and your also, speed. And also, Slay hasn't been the healthiest guy on the planet. No, he, he missed hasn't. a lot of games, missed a lot of time, and every injury, every injury, man, it just it's a it's a harder process to recover from. Every hamstring pull, every and, and trust me, <laughs> every hamstring pull, everything you do, every time, every time you you hurt yourself, it's a longer process to to recover once you get that age. So 
I just I just don't trust it. Me, if I'm a GM, I'm like what I would do. I'll kind of like find a way to, you know, you, you you pay your guys until they get to around this age, that 29, 30. Like once they get there, you gotta find a way to move on from them. Yeah, you gotta find a way to move on from them. Unless like unless you're like a pure contender, and that person is like the missing piece, and you know. You could go. You 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 could rock a, ve- a veteran. You know, a veteran corner, kind of like how um, San Francisco San Francisco yeah, did with the Sherman. You know, exactly. I mean, they're in a position to do that. But then you do that, like you put Richard Sherman on the Dolphins. He's gonna be like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, or even Detroit. Detroit <laughs> yeah, even year. Detroit. Like, what is he doing here? You know, yeah. he'd be like, "Why am I here?" He'll probably retire because the game won't be fun for him. Because no, it'll just, just you just don't do it. Yeah, like, you you gotta move on from these guys. Yeah, I mean. I guess you get to look at the other side as well. I mean, the Lions were in trade talks with Darius Slate the deadline last year. Like we mentioned that me and you both did want to happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, we saw, you know, rumors afterwards that, like, the Lions were interested in a trade with Denver. They would acquire, I believe, their third-round pick and, I believe, Chris Harris Jr. And that would kind of just basically do that just to kind of get rid of this situation that they're kind of in right now don't have to deal with the situation it's something i like to compare to something that just happened very recently to pistons fans with andre drummond it's something like (laughs) something you don't have to deal with that player option or anything you're just kind of you get rid of that contract and then you get your pick or whatever. I mean, the Pistons got dog shit in return. But, like, you know, they're not dealing with Andre Drummond's contract anymore. They're not dealing with that player option. I think that's what the Lions were kind of looking at at the deadline last year. And I kind of wish they did pull the trigger on so they're not dealing with this contract. And you know, on this whole debacle, should we pay him? Should we let him trade him? Because I think, honestly, I think the value is going to be even lower than what it was at the deadline <laughs> last year. Huh? You think it's going to be lower? Oh, I you know it's going to be lower. You're looking at teams that are seeing all this is going on. So then you're a GM for a team and you're like, oh, shit. Um, I got a trade for this guy, and I got to make him the highest paid player. Exactly. Oh shit! Like exactly. this is not right. Like here, take a fourth. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, hey. and during the during the trade deadline last year, I mean, I'm pretty sure we could have got a either a high second or even a first round pick for Darius Slay. Yeah, at worst a third. A worst a third. That's at bare minimum, and people would have lost their mind if we would trade Slay for a third. But you look at this situation right now. If we don't sign Slay, he's gonna hold out. He's not gonna play. <laughs> he'll he'll sit he's out gonna, training camp too this time. He'll not play. Slay so has one year left on his deal. He'll pull. He'll pull a Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Last year I told. Last year when he was holding out, I said, "Look, he's not gonna help. He's not gonna hold out with two years left on his contract because then he'll just have to come back regardless. He's not gonna hold out for two years. That that's just that's just not smart. But Darius Slay could probably hold out for a whole year." Who knows? I mean, that's not smart either because by the time he comes back, he's 30 years old. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to I don't think the Lions would even let that happen because then you're just losing they, all his value. You're not going to get anything in return for him. And it's not a win-win for either side because then you're not getting anything in return for Darius Slay. He's a free agent and then the next year, and then Slay loses another year of his he prime. Does. He does. So not so a good if scenario he, if he holds way. out, if he holds out, so he, the, the Lions just have to trade him. Yeah. Well... Yeah, and it really could come down to that scenario. And this is kind of why I wish I love big play, but like they kind of could have got out of the situation and deal kind of with the cleaner offseason and maybe try to mm-hmm. draft a replacement or sign a replacement. Yeah. But now we're here. We're stuck. Should the They're Lions stuck. pay or trade them? And I yeah. don't. 
I mean, I personally would want to trade him, but like I could see why they wouldn't want to trade him because in the situation that the ownership has gave those two, or that I mean, the whole staff is essentially not just those two, but you know what I'm talking about. It's just it's tough. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If I was a GM right now, and we're in off season, and I know Detroit, they have to. I know they're in a situation that they literally have to trade Slay. Why yeah. would I? Why, why would I give him a? Why would I give him a, a high offer? Yeah, I'll I mean, start off with I'll start off with fourth. I'll say, hey, would you trade? That'll be my first offer to them. Will yeah. you take Slay for a fourth? Yeah, and see what they say. And then if they say no, I'll say, how about two fourths? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I'll I'll work my way down and go my because they ha- they're at a point that they have to trade them. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're just, I just don't see a situation that say, okay, we're gonna pay Slay seventeen million for four years. That's just a retirement plan. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It, He's it, gonna retire it, from that. It's, I mean, Sean's a slave. He gets that, man. But it's something you don't want to do. But like I said, the Lions are desperate right now. He has leverage in the situation because there's no one out there. We're gonna get into it, but there's no one out there right now in the free agency market that could do anything close to what Darius Slade does. And yeah. and you know, Slade's like, I got leverage. I'm your man cover corner. I've shown I can play man cover corner. I'm a Pro Bowl cornerback. I'm one of the best in the business at shadowing. And you need me because you guys cover. I mean, you guys uh, prioritize coverage over pass rush. So Darius Slay is like a very key unit to that defense. I mean, like it's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna pay him. Just hope. hope I'm hoping it's not us. I hope he gets his money. I just hope that we don't give it to him. But like, who do you see paying Darius Slay that type of money? Unless I can you, see Darius Slay taking less money going to Seattle. Okay. Okay, I was gonna say because like who else if is paying they, them? If they if Seattle trades for Darius Slay, I could see him taking fourteen million. Because like who, who the hell is paying that money unless you're Detroit? Because you're the only team that in the NFL that really values coverage over any other NFL team. Well, I mean, if I'm Darius Slay, I'm asking for that amount for Detroit because you yeah, should at, be. You, you look at his career in Detroit; he has to cover the he has a shadow number one receivers longer than any corner in the NFL. So he should be asking them for that type of money. Yeah. But then the situation is different. If he goes to Seattle. Or hell, why if he goes to the San Francisco 49ers? They just hired. He could uh, probably, he, he could probably say, "Look, he'll probably go to San Francisco and say, "Look, I, I'll take 13. I know I'm not going to be covering number one corners all day here. I know I'm not going to be shadowing number one corners all day here. They'll probably have Slay play in one side of the field." Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it's just the his job responsibility just becomes different versus yeah. his job responsibility in, in Detroit. His job responsibility in, in Detroit is he pretty much he he, he covers. His responsibility is probably like you know eighty percent of their defense. To say, he's he, one his of the job key. is to take away the number one receiver. That's, that's his saying. job. That's he's one of the key priorities of this defense. But at the same time, we just gotta sometimes you gotta move on and adjust. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I want to, but like if it was any other defense, I would I would not be this like confused. But it's because I'm looking at Patricia's defense, a guy that just loves coverage. He values I'm, coverage. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, all this is. If they could generate a pass rush, everything will be okay because he, that will be your band-aid. I mean, even look at season, it. For I your mean, season. For your season. Yeah. Now, like, say if you – we trade Slave – say if we are able to trade Slave for a second. I think that will be good value because we'll have two picks and we could probably draft uh, an edge rusher. You know, you take – you have to take a Kuda in the first round and then you go around the second round and you could get your edge rusher and then get a linebacker. You know, you have two second-round picks at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing that like just gives you like the memo that they really value coverage. Their new defensive coordinator is a former DBs coach. 
Like, That's what's up. That's what I'm saying. Is they're always going to choose coverage over pass rush. It's just how it how it's going to go. But before we drag on this conversation too long, it's a tricky situation. I had to like basically wrap it up. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, we personally both want him to be traded, but like I could see the other way why they wouldn't trade him. It's just I I, I can't choose. I guess on a side. No, I, no, I can see they need to trade his ass, and I love Slay. Yeah. We had him on the podcast. Slay's awesome. Slay's dope. Yeah. You know, we talk about 2K. Slay's, Slay's awesome. And I'm hoping he gets his money. Just hoping he's not by us. Because yeah. that's a lot of money. And we have a lot of holes. And we could use that money at a lot of different positions. He also remembered us when I went to a high school basketball game this that's week. That's what's up, man. Or last week. But, yeah. That's what's up, man. So, yeah. If you guys want to go check that out on my IG, go like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It is time for a new segment. It is the betonline.ag question of the week. BetOnline AG is your online spoke expert. Use promo code BLUEWIRE, all in one word, for 50% off. Welcome bonus. And for the question of the week, we're going to ask about the new league. And it's not the NFL. The NFL is obviously over. The Super Bowl just passed. It's the Vince McMahon League, the XFL. And I'm going to ask you first, Malcolm, how how did you enjoy the XFL the first weekend? It actually had 3.1 million views this weekend. Oh, and shit. That's, it did that's, be- that's good stuff, man. It did better than any NBA game, any Ooh. NHL game, and Duke in North Carolina was a game on Saturday, and it did better. Oh, wow. Weekend. Okay. Um, that's, 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 good, that's good stuff. I mean, I'll, to be honest, like looking at the other leagues, it looked like none of them have succeeded. Like, for some reason, like... Uh, all of them like end up just getting shut down, and this is like the XFL second second stunt. Yeah, it is. Like they they actually were out in the early two thousands. Yes. So um, it's good to see that they're back. Um, I you know I'm not gonna lie to you, I missed a lot of the games. Um, there was some games I did catch a little. Um, I was into the I, I actually like the LA team because a lot of former Lion players are there. You know we had Josh Johnson there, Trey Williams is on there. Um. So it was good to watch some of those guys. I didn't get to see Josh Johnson because he didn't start. He had an injury, thigh injury, thigh injury. So is he is he their starting quarterback? He is their starting quarterback. They actually okay. started another former Lion, Chad Knoff. Oh wow, there's oh, that. Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's cool. I mean I think it gives the the um the kids the the the, the players that didn't have a lot of success in the NFL, it gives them a chance to co- come to a league and. Probably play their natural position. So, yeah, man, I, I enjoy the league, man. I Like I said, I didn't get to watch too many games. But, I mean, like I said, it's it good to see the, the players um, have a chance to play the league again, you know. Yeah, no, there was, like, some interesting guys that, like, were really good at college. Like, um, if you remember him, Sean Oakman, you remember he was like, supposed to be a very top prospect. And then the whole uh, accusations happened. I don't believe he was ever proved guilty. And he never really got his opportunity in the NFL. He never got an opportunity in the NFL at all. And, you know, now we're watching him in the XFL. And even some guys, like, you know, you mentioned Josh Johnson, uh, Trey Williams, guys we've had on the podcast. It's cool to see them get some, you know, good playing time. You just get to watch them play football because, you know, when they were here, you know, you only saw preseason. And Trey Williams didn't even, like, you know, make to the training camp roster. So, you know, it's pretty cool to see some guys, you know, we've talked to before, I guess. And some guys that are, like, former lines that didn't really get to see the field. And, you know, we get to see him play in the XFL. Like, Chad Knopf. Like, would you ever think you would ever see Chad Knopf play? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, and now you got to watch him play, you know. Like, it's, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's something I think. It, I mean, oh, it's oh, tough. 
I wanted to give a shout out to Jamar Summers for uh, getting that touchdown, man. Yeah, the scoop and, fum- the scoop the, and the score scoop. fumble. Yep, that's that's what's up, man. He's a former line as well, so it's good to see these guys come out. You know, they they didn't have the biggest opportunity in the NFL. I mean, they they made it to the league, so that's that's a blessing by by itself. But yes. they didn't have the best opportunity as far as being on the field. Yes. So now they get the chance to show what they could do, man. Hopefully, find a way back on enough a roster. So, man, shout out to these guys, man. Do you think this league will last, though? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Uh, I can this question uh, 10 months from now. <laughs> See, like, you know, I brought up the 3.1 million views, whatever, this weekend. I think it's kind of more of like a curiosity uh, for a bunch of people, like, just kind of wondering That's, what this league the, is going to be. Yeah, yeah, AAF did similar numbers. Like yeah, two point, it did 2.9. I, I looked yeah. it up. Yeah, it's a, they did similar numbers the first week, but then, you know, after a while... People are like, shit, like, where's not the, the star players, you know? <laughs> like, there's usually guys who are like, who makes you feel like, wow, you know? Like, when you're watching football, you watch Patrick Mahomes, you're like, wow, you know? Yeah. You know, you see some players, like some running backs, and you're like, wow, like, where's the, where's like a Derrick Henry that's just running like 100 yards on people and just stiff-arming everybody, you know? Yeah. So you're going to miss those plays. You're going to miss those guys that's just like a receiver who's just a freak, you know? A freak receiver. Yeah. They don't, they don't have those guys. So, yeah. It's gonna be tough because you gotta you gotta find a way to keep the excitement level high. Yeah, I'm so, v- I'm very curious to see the views and the TV ratings week two over time. Yeah, well, yeah, just like after week one. You know, week one I know it's gonna be a very curiosity and it's gonna be a lot higher than you know any other week probably. So I'm very curious to see how they will do in the future. They need weeks. a star. They need a star. They need they need a guy that's gonna wow everybody. Connor Cook. <laughs> wow. No, another. That's a wow. That's line. a wow itself. <laughs> Another former lion. All right, so that's all we got to say about the XFL. You can go on Bet Online AG. That was our question of the week. Remember to use promo code Blue Wire, all one word, to save fifty percent off for your welcome bonus at Bet Online AG. All right, let's take a quick commercial break, and we will be back with the defensive back market in the free agency. Yep. Ever seen an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they're not meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked, no matter if your size or shape. Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untuck length. With more than 50 plus combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online, or you can check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose styles like wrinkled free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to get a crafty, smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It's the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com a promo code blue for 20% off at checkout yep all right guys we are back as promised we are going to mention some cornerbacks some safeties that are on the free agent market that can maybe fit in with the line some guys that you guys like maybe that we don't necessarily like we're going to get into all of that we have some time no peer so it's me and malcolm doing this all right i'm going to name some guys out there and then you're going to tell me some guys you like, and uh, I'll kind of piggyback on that, all right? And tell me some guys you don't really like, all right? All right. 
All right, so I'm going to start off with some big names. So Denver Broncos, Chris Harris, Baltimore Ravens, Jimmy Smith, Tennessee Titan, Logan Ryan, Houston Texan, Bradley Roby, Miami Dolphin, Aqib Tlaib, Philadelphia Eagle, Ronald Darby, Cincinnati Bengal, Darquise Denard, Saints cornerback, Eli Apple, Minnesota's cornerback, Trey Waynes, Dallas's cornerback, Byron Jones, and then there's Rashawn Breland from KC, Morris Claiborne, and then there's our man, Rashawn Melvin, out there, basically. So, there's some relatively bigger names, I guess you could say. So, who really stands out on that list to you? Who's a guy who you really out? Who do you, who's a guy you really like from that list? All right, I'm gonna just I'm gonna let all the listeners know I'm gonna give them honest opinion. Be straight up, straight up. Um, I don't really like anybody on this list. Oh what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be dead ass serious. Um, I think all these guys are either old or they don't fit our scheme, and they're just. I just don't see none of these guys really fit in our, our our scheme like that. The only guy that could probably fit, you're looking at Bradley Roby, and but you look at Bradley Roby like how much how much money is he gonna ask for? I'm gonna actually I have his contract details from last year. So yeah. Bradley Roby signed a one year deal with the Houston Texans, and ended up being a one year ten million dollar contract. Hell no, exactly. <laughs> Hell no, no. See that's that's uh, no. I'm not paying him ten million for what? Ten to eventually be benched. <laughs> For money, no, you <laughs> no. see, uh, like none of these guys stand out to me and be like, Wow, you know, if we lose Slay, this guy can shadow their number one receiver, this guy could potentially take their number one receiver out the game. None of these guys scream that, none of these guys scream that to me. Now, who are some guys who have some potential? <laughs> Trey Waynes, uh, Eli Apple. I, I mean, the only reason I'm going Eli Apple because you know, he's young, maybe he. Shines here. I I don't I don't know. Well, no, he's got a conceit playing man like that. I, I want to bring a name out there, and I guess there's this appears on this boat where people think the Lions really like Chris Harris because that the Lions I guess supposedly almost trade for Chris Harris for with <laughs> Darius Slay, and they obviously almost got the third round pick. I kind of want to break it down real quick. Yeah, please break it down. Um, and then I'll break I don't want with you as well. I don't. I think people are overthinking that. I really do think people are overthinking that trade. Well, that rumor, say, it even ended up being a trade. What am I saying? A trade. It was a rumor. Um, I think that if that trade ever went through, it would be the Lions not having to deal with this Darius Lace contract situation that they are dealing with right now. You're yeah. just not dealing with it at all. You're going to get a third-round pick in return, and then you're going to get Chris Harris, who is an expiring contract, but at the point, the Lions were 3-4-1. and one. Uh, wait, let me stop you. They were not going to get a third round pick. That in in the trade deadline for Darius Slay, you're looking at a second offer. Well, that's that, well, that's well. The offer was a third round pick, I guess, and Chris Harris. That was the rumor, I guess. So the rumor was supposedly. so they were going to swap players. So you get you get you get Chris Harris and the Lions. The Broncos get Slay, and we get Denver's third. Ew. Well. <laughs> I, I honestly, it, you look back at it, I wouldn't say it's a necessarily sexy deal, but like, you're not dealing with the whole debacle. And the reason why it's a third round pick, not a second round pick, is because you're still getting a solid player in return, but it's expiring that would keep you competitive at the same time. That's why I think they try to get Chris Harris in the deal instead of just trading Slay for a third round pick. Because I don't think the Lions' intentions, or my intentions, were to rebuild or retool, I guess you could say, by the deadline. Or the Lions' intentions were they were still 3 4 and 1. 
looking at a pretty favorable schedule with the quarterback playing at a very high level. They're like, maybe we could trade Darius Slay. Don't have to deal with this contract situation. Maybe we make the playoffs. And Chris Harris could help that part. You know, he's an expiring contract. Whatever he does is whatever he does. If he's if he helps, he helps. I think that's what the, I think the Lions were trying to stay competitive instead of just kind of retooling and rebuilding the whole 2019 season because they were still three, four, and one, um, and fighting for a wild card spot at that point with a pretty favorable schedule. So I think that's why that deal was. I guess are rumored and why they almost accepted, I guess, is because they try to remain competitive but retool at the same time. They didn't choose one route, rebuild, or go for it. They kind of chose the 50-50 route where maybe Chris Harris could, you know, step up and play solid and then we can get a pick in return. So I mean the way I thought it the way I thought that trade was going down was I thought they were gonna just trade Slate elsewhere. Maybe get a second or a first for him, and like then, uh, maybe try like to that. get maybe maybe try to get Chris Harris for like a fourth. <laughs> That's what I thought they were trying to do. You know, then you know something like that works. But I think at trade deadline, trade Slay's value was up there with the first round with the first round pick. Yes. Now I know a lot of people were saying, "Oh, we should demand multiple first round picks for Slay," but no. that wasn't going to happen because he had one year left on his deal. But if you have a team like you know, a team that needs a corner more than anybody, like a Philadelphia Eagles. Hell, I could see Seattle. They're taking all our players anyway. Uh, I could see them, you know, throwing an offer for Slay, a second-round pick. Do they even have a second-round pick? They probably don't have any draft pick because yes. they probably use them all taking our players. <laughs> they, they they actually have a, a seven draft picks, I believe, this year. I believe they have more than us. They have seven? They have seven? No, yes. they have what? Do they have any like high picks, or is it all like late, mid, mid, late? If I'm not mistaken, I believe they have two third round picks. Okay, well, they could have gave us something for Slay, you know. But as far as for Chris Harris, it definitely wasn't something that's was going to be long term. It was just a rental for Slay for for Harris. If they would have got Chris Harris last year, it's because they knew they were going to get rid of Slay and they just needed something to survive the rest of the season. Yeah, they wanted just to, remain to remain competitive. Just to remain competitive, you know? Yes. Because if you lose Slay and you and Stafford is healthy, you know, you still have opportunity to win games. And um, losing Slay doesn't help. It doesn't help you if you lose Slay. So at least you bring in somebody like Chris Harris who's a veteran um, who can make plays, you know. You bring him in, and you can, you can, you know, remain competitive for the season. But then in the offseason, you let this boy go. You cut him. Let him walk free, then you don't owe any ties to him. Oh, you're not cutting him. He's just going to be a free agent. He'd be unrestricted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a free agent. So, yeah, he's a free, he, yeah. you let him walk. So you let him walk, and that's yes. it. I mean, he's he's just a free agent. So you don't, you're not in a position that you're paying him $11, 12 13 $14 million. Yes. Like like a lot of people are thinking we're, what the Lions were trying to do as far as using him as a Slay replacement. Yeah, there's no way in hell he's older than Slay. Why would we? Why would we have him as a Slay replacement? And he's shorter. five nine. He's five nine. He plays mostly the nickel. Can he play the outside? He could play the outside. I mean, but that's not what he. he that's not what he does anymore. He's been known to be a nickel corner. He's he's a nickel corner. He's a nickel corner. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's not. Go- he wasn't going to be a Slay replacement. He, it was just somebody just to get by and to remain competitive. I agree. Yeah, I agree completely. That's why I think all it was. So I'm not looking at Chris Harris in this free agent market. And just because the Lions had, I guess, a rumored interest in him of bringing him in the deal, I guess, 
I'm not going to say that the Lions are going to go out and sign Chris Harris. I don't think it's going to happen, honestly. I see him going to like the Patriots or something for some odd reason. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, that's I guess it's possible. I, and some other people brought up the example, I guess, Corey Edlin connection. You know, he was his DB's coach while Edlin no. was in, in Denver. And I'd actually make a legit argument if Chris Harris – I mean, if we didn't have Justin Coleman. If we didn't have Justin Coleman, I'd actually make a legit argument that we can go for Chris yeah. Harris. But we paid our slot corner last year. That's why I'm, like, ruled out the opinion of Chris Harris already. Yeah, don't need two nickel corners right now. And especially at, like, a decent – you know, price range. You already yeah. paid Coleman nine mil a year, so yeah, yeah I, I agree, man. I don't think Chris Harris is out there. And you mentioned trade wins. He's kind of a guy. I'm not, uh, and disagree with you. I guess the whole thing. I'm not a really big fan of this free agent class for the cornerback market either. But I think Trey Wayne oh, is a name terrible. that makes sense. He's younger. Um, he's fast. He's six foot, so he kind of fits what they they're looking for. You mentioned he's never played man, but he has the skill traits to be a good man corner. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, it, in um, Minnesota, they don't play much man at all. They don't. So I would want to see what he could do in in Detroit if if he were to play man. I mean, I don't see him as being like a slave replacement, but you you never know. I I guess. I, yeah. I, I I I don't know. I mean, he has a good skill trait to be a good man corner, but it's not something I would long. I would like stick to long term because it's it's a question mark right now. You've never seen it before. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, Bar, a big name out there that a lot of people expect to get a big contract in this free agency market in cornerbacks is, is Brian Jones. Yes. What about him? Do you see him potentially coming in and Detroit says, look, if we lose Slay, let's pay this 20, what, 25, 26? 25, I believe. 25. Let's pay him $14 million. Uh I don't see it for Detroit. I see him in a good like zone defense like Seattle or something like that. It's a, a better fit. I think he, he will get paid. I don't know about $14 million, but I think he will get a good price tag. I don't necessarily think it's Detroit because that's another question mark, and that's not something I want to be stuck long-term, even though his age is younger than Darius Slay. I think that's kind of a, a, that's a very big questionable signing because you don't, you don't know what he's going to bring to the table. And I think Byron Jones is kind of going to be in the market to only get a five-year deal or a four-year deal at least. I don't think he's going to be a one-year or two-year deal prove it deal because that's what not what Byron Jones is he's he's a good cornerback he deserves the money um but he's never played man in Detroit and Detroit would expect him to play a bunch of man and be a number one corner at the contract he would get so I'm gonna say no okay you know it, it makes it tough because Detroit and I think a lot of people have a misconception of this guy never played man before you know uh, you know corner you play cornerback you played man you know, if you play cornerback, you played man before. Just not you don't play it as a, as a as much as Detroit runs it. No, like you run some zones. Probably you're probably a primary zone team. But then there's just there's a lot of man plays in there where you there's a lot of blitz plays where they might say, look, cover zero. You know, you playing man. Yes. Um, but what I'm looking at when I'm looking at corners, I'm looking at speed. I'm looking at technique. Um, Byron Jones, even though he had a pretty off year. Last year, he had no interceptions. His he has solid technique. He has solid speed. I mean, so when we're looking at that, I mean, can he play man? Absolutely, could play man. But if you're looking at, if you're trying to find a guy that's going to say, okay, this guy's going to fit Detroit's scheme. There's only a handful of teams out there that runs as much man as we do. Yeah, and that's only the Patriots and what, Houston, Houston, Miami. Yeah, Miami. So I mean, Tennessee. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, all these guys, all these guys play corner. All these guys played man. They played man before. You played corner. You played man before. But I don't doubt that. I'm just saying, are you willing to handcuff to someone you've never seen play at a as, as much I mean, man? I guess. I mean, you asked me like, are you, you know, you play man. You know, you run a man scheme. Like, would you pay a guy who runs like a four or five? You know, if they run like a four five, four six, you kind of get the idea. Like, look, maybe they don't. They're not the best fit for the scheme. You yeah. know, but if they're like a four four, four three, you could kind of work with that. Yeah, four four, four three. Who knows? You know, you you could you could stay with your man. You have the speed to do it. Now, is your technique there? You know, can can you? You know, they they make a cut. Can you cut with them? So that that's 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 all it is on that end. So see. But the, uh, that's why I, I agree with that. That's why I like Trey Wayne's because I don't think that's something you're stuck long term. You could maybe give him like a two year deal, and you could see how it is. And you're not handcuffed too much if it does work out, or I mean, if it doesn't work out. And if oh, it yeah. does work out, then you got a good, very good cornerback for two years, and he's got yeah. the speed, he's got the good technique, he's got the size for this defense. Even though he's never done it before, and you mentioned it, every cornerback has eventually played man in their career. Like you can't make the NFL without ever playing man. Yeah. Um. I don't want to be stuck to Byron Jones, for example, just because I feel like he's going to get a multi-year like contract. He's going to get a four or five-year deal because yeah. of his age and you know the the football he's put out there. He's put out good filming, even though he didn't put the greatest. He was at nineteen. He's still probably going to get that big, lengthy contract from a team that's willing to pay him. I don't. I don't think Troy should be handcuffing someone that has never showed it on a consistent level on man. I agree. I agree. Um, real quick, how do you feel about um, Eli Apple? Eli Apple, I mean, it wouldn't be too expensive. It'd be a cornerback two role, maybe even a cornerback three role. If it's a one-year deal, I mean, sure, why not? I mean, kind of test it out, how see how it goes. But yeah. he, he, I mean, it was a good ch- change of scenery for him when he went to New Orleans from New York. Yeah. I mean, he, he has, well, look at these guys who are like former first-round top ten picks. They have the talent. It just didn't transition well as as quickly in the NFL and the professionals as you know other teams wanted it to be. He's twenty four years old. He's a really young guy. He has the size. He has the weight. He's six one. He's over two hundred, two hundred pounds. He has he a speed. He runs State. a four four. He runs a four four forty. Yeah, he came came from a big school. I wouldn't mind bringing in Eli Apple. I just wonder what he commands. I, I don't know exactly what he'd be looking for. That that one's a little tough. As far as money wise, yeah. I mean, you looking at Eli Apple, he hasn't done much. Yeah. I wanted. I mean, how much would he? I mean, I don't know because we just paid Justin Coleman nine million for year. You know, per year. So who knows how much Eli Apple might 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 command? I don't know because if you'd have told me. Before we signed Justin Coleman, that we were going to sign Justin Coleman for nine million, for I would four told years. you were crazy. <laughs> I would told you you're crazy. You're insane. There's no way this guy's making nine million a year. There's no way he hasn't done nothing. But hey, you never know, man. It's the NFL, man. It comes all down to scheme fit and who you think that could work in your defense. Exactly. I mean, I, w- I would. They bring in Eli Apple. If you lost Slay and they bring in Eli Apple, you're looking at. Amani, Eli, Coleman. I wouldn't be mad with that. Yeah. If we have a pass rush. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing, man. It's I don't know. I I I'm I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> that's a big thing if we have a pass rush. The pass that's rush is so key. questionable, man. That's a big. That's a big key. If we have a pass rush, I'm okay with Eli Apple and losing Slay. You gotta flip that pass rush real quick. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but they gotta do it. You get you get two guys in there, you'll be fine. That's a tough. Bar you gonna get the two guys in here. We just need one, one interior. Somebody could push a pocket. We probably already have the guy. He's got to stay healthy. Deshaun Hand. But he's got to stay healthy. I but hope so. We need, we, need a, we, need a, we need a guy to, you know, another guy. And then we need to go off the edge to take some pressure off of Trey Flowers. And then we can have a, we can have a, 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 um, we can have a pass rush. Sounds easy. <laughs> it sounds easy. <laughs> but then there's injuries. And then, you know, you never know, man. Yeah, you never know. I don't know. Um. All right, well, that's that, it. That's it with the corners. What about safeties, man? Real quick, let's jump into safeties real quick. All right. Well, uh, Malcolm, who is like one of my favorite safeties in the league? That is always a free agent every single every year. year, and I want no. him every single year. I think I, I I got to know you for about two years. Yes. And for the past two years, you've been screaming for Trey Boston. I I, I don't understand. <laughs> I've never understood the Trey Boston disrespect in the league. Trey Boston. I'm just going to read off some numbers. I want to read off some numbers because yeah. I, I love numbers. So, Trey Boston, he's played for three different teams now. So, and Carolina in 2017, you know, I'll start it off even in 2016. Two interceptions, played in 15 games. 2017, played in all 16 games, started in 15, had five interceptions. 2018, Played in 14 games, started in 13 for Arizona, had three interceptions. And he went back to Carolina in 2019, played all 16 and started in all 16, and had three interceptions. How much more do you think a guy like that would make? Uh, Safety-wise, pretty good money. I mean, he probably has, does he have any off-the-field issues? Like, what's, what's holding this kid back? I, 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 I can't answer that. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. how much would you think Trey Boss would make per year? Just like off those numbers, off those numbers. So like that's like four years of consistent football. He'll be up there with the highest paid uh, safeties. So you would think maybe like at least six, seven. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read off some some Trey Boston contracts the last two years. All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. Trey Boston last year, one one year, two million dollar contract. <laughs> 2018. One year, one one million dollar contract. Th- this man gets so much disrespect. He didn't sign until July thirty first last year. Back to Carolina. He, he needs ma- to hire me as an agent. That's what he needs to do. He, he needs to fire his agent and hire me. I'll do a better job. I'll do a better job than his agent. He he's six one. He fits the size. He's just like a better Tavon Wilson to me. He's a big hitter. Twenty eight years old. And he takes super cheap contracts every single year. It's not like he's on one consistent team every year. He's done it on three different squads now. He's done it for Carolina. He's done it for the Chargers. He's done it for the Cardinals. He went back to Carolina and proved he could do it again. I don't get it. I don't get it. And he it takes him forever to get a contract done. July 31st? July 31st. That is like right before camp. That way, That is what camp is going on. Yeah. Training camp. Not OTH. Training camp. I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't get it. I agree. He's a guy I'm gonna mention again because he's a free agent and he consistently takes his one-year deals. 
I'm gonna bark for it again. Go fucking have, sign Trey Boston. <laughs> do you have Do you have the list of the uh, of the um, the safeties? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just had to get that out of the way. I know, I knew, I knew you had to get that off your chest, man. But I just had to get that off my chest. Go get Trey Boston. I, I'm actually interested to see who's out there right now. Like who's some of the names out there? I got you. I got you. Just go make go give me Trey Boston. All right. Um, all right, so the Patriots, obviously, Devin McCourty's out there. There is Ronnie McClude, former Eagle. Jimmy Ward, San Fran. Tavon Wilson is out there. Anthony Harris from Minnesota. Haha, Clinton Dix, division guy. You guys all know him. Carl Joseph from the Rams. Trey Boston. <laughs> and then you got guys like uh, Andrew Sandejo, and then it kind of gets a little weaker after that, but... Von Bell. I forgot about Von Bell. He's out there as well from the Saints. So, um, you know, that's some names to look out for um, at the safety market. One, of the, Some of the bigger safeties, I guess you could say. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming so, the guy who you really like is... Um, Trey Boston. Trey Boston. Yeah, I, I, I really like Trey Boston. Yeah, I mean, Trey Boston, I mean, he's, he's good. Hopefully, this will be the year that they finally bring him in. Um. So, uh, some guys I I, I kind of like circled because they're Corey Edlin connection. I didn't mention one of them actually, but um, Jalen Mills. He he's he's a little slower. Ran a four six, but he's only twenty five years old. He could play. He, he's a safety. He's a Corey Edlin connection. Could maybe see that for a little cheaper deal. Ronnie McLude. He's coming off his big five year deal. He's coming off a $35 million contract. He's played some free safeties. He actually even played some cornerback. So um, that can maybe be another name to watch out for, another Corey Udlin connection. He's played pretty well for for uh, Corey Udlin. Ronnie McClure's actually had some solid numbers. He had a very good year, played in all 16 games this year, had two interceptions, but um, he was a very good safety for them. I don't know if that's necessarily a name they would look for because they have Tracy Walker, but... With the Udlin connection, he's been there for a few. He's been in Philly for a few years since uh, since Udlin's took the job, and you know they've been a really good connection together. So, you know that could be a name to look out for if they want to pay for a safety a little bit. I'm looking more for like a strong safety though. Uh, Ronnie McClude is more of a free safety, so I'm, I want more of like a box safety, and that's why Trey Boston really fits that role. The Lions they could go out and re-sign Tavon Wilson. It's not a bad deal as well. I prefer Trey Boston. I think Trey Boston just does a better job than what Tavon Wilson offers. But Tavon Wilson is a is another like solid box safety. Not really much of a playmaker, but you know you could resign him. He's 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 one of the leaders on this defense as well. Patricia really likes him. He's, he's you know he's been on the team for a while too, so I could see that. You know he's with him in New England as well. Uh, some people are going to want Devin McCourty. I think it's going to be too expensive, honestly. But I mean, I guess you could look at the connection with. Uh, Matt Patricia, when he was in New England, he's coming off a five pick, five pick, five interception season. So there's that. And then I circled one guy as well. He's a special teams guy, safety, um, former rugby player actually. Nate Nate Ember. He's he was with the Patriots, but he's a former rugby player. Um, hasn't really got an opportunity at the safety position, and I don't expect me to get the opportunity at the safety position. But if they want to bring in a special teams player to maybe essentially replace Miles Killebrew. Who they could potentially resign as well. 
Yeah, I, I was just about to ask that. Do you see them bringing back Miles Killebrew? Yeah, I mean, it's either Killebrew or they can go out there and get a guy like Nate Ember. I could see either scenario. They're both kind of like the same player. Hmm. It would yeah, be the right. same money. Um, there was a there's a safety who I really like out there. Um, Who's that? He's kind of underrated. He plays for Denver. His name is Justin Simmons. Yeah, okay. Um, And just pulling up his numbers real quick is kind of giving an idea what Justin done in the league uh, he has he has 11 interceptions in his career um this year in 2019 he had four interceptions um last year he had three interceptions 2017 he had two and 2016 he had two interceptions as well i mean he's a and he's, he's been healthy yeah i mean he's, he's he's pretty good but i'm not gonna lie to you man i'm not sure which safeties not a lot of safeties could fit our scheme and 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 do what Tavon is doing. Tavon's doing a lot. He's not he just is. playing safety. Um he's required to play the box. He's re- required to play some linebacker. You know, he's re- required to play the deep ball someplace. Cover. So yeah, he's he's doing a lot. So how many safeties can do that? I don't know. Trey Boston. I th- I haven't seen him. The <laughs> thing is like the only person who I've seen is is somebody from New England scheme, Patrick Chung? That's yeah. what he used to do. That 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 was his role. Um, you know, he played all over the field the same way Tavon's doing it. I mean, some some people are saying that's why they traded Diggs because he wasn't doing playing that role the way Patricia wanted that role to be played. That's what some people are saying. And you know, obviously the talks about him speaking his mind out. So I probably added the fuel to the fire. <laughs> but um. Tavon's doing a lot, so I really, I definitely want to bring Tavon back because of what Tavon knows. He knows the system. Bring him back, and if we could bring in another guy, and if that other guy, you know, is better than him and plays a role better than him, then you could, you know, move on from Tavon. But as of right now, it's a no-brainer. You have to bring back Tavon. Yeah, and he's one of the leaders on this defense as well. Yeah, he's one of the leaders on, on the defense as well. You, you kind of have to bring him in. Now, if somebody, you know, Beats him for the job, then it is what it is, you know. But it's a, they they they're gonna require a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, you know, I agree. But yeah, I mean, safety market's solid. But yeah, you're looking for a guy, I think, because you know they have their like free safety, essentially their Joker type guy. It's Tracy Walker. You know, that, that's kind of already set in stone. Yeah. It's kind of looking more now for like a. A strong safety slash box linebacker or box safety, whatever you want to call it. And I think Trey Boston really fits that description really well and fits the size that they really look for. I would love to see him just give a chance to Trey Boston in Detroit. I've been preaching for yeah. him for years, and I think it's time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bring him in. See see how he does. Um, does does this like kind of make you like completely, like, as far as Will Harris – are you like done with Will Harris after seeing one year from him? Are you? I know when I talk to Pierre about Will Harris, he he almost throws up. Like he he's saying he's completely finished with this guy. <laughs> well, like it's it's like having a tease Taylor conversation when I talk about Will Harris, and I'm like, yo, give this guy a chance. You know, it's only one year, and like he's like gagging. He's like, ugh, ugh, you know. So how do you feel about Will Harris? I'm not a fan of Will Harris. I don't think Will Harris is great, but. Well, I don't. 
I'm not a fan of Will Harris, honestly. I really am not a it's fan of Will It's been one year. I, I know. I know. I just <laughs> – I don't see much. I, I, I've been saying this for a while, and I doubt it happens this offseason, but I'd see a position switch happen with Will Harris. I think he – You see a position switch? I see him eventually coming like a hybrid-type linebacker. We'll see. The thing with Will Harris, and the reason why I haven't given up on him yet, they liked him. Obviously, they liked him. They traded for the, they traded up for this guy. Paul Pascaloni liked him, Mister Baloney. Yeah. Um, he has great. He has a good, really good speed for a safety. So you're looking at what they're looking for as far as size and speed. He has it. And he's big. He's big size and speed. He has it. That's a, I think having the tools that you can't teach is very important. It is, and that's size and speed. So if he has the size and speed, that's that's good. Everything else is teachable. Everything else on the field is teachable. So, am I giving up on him? No. no he has and, and you speed. shouldn't. You shouldn't give up on him. I'm just. Yeah, I'm it's just. Only, it's it's only fan. been one year. Yeah. So, I, I would like to see another. I want to see two more years of of Harris before I say enough is enough. And, and I'm like that with I'm like that with everybody. Even even T Saber. I was like that with T's. Yeah. I said I'm not giving up on T's until I see his third year. Well, yeah, I remember. He didn't get the opportunity to get his third. I didn't get the opportunity. <laughs> you know, he didn't get the opportunity. <laughs> but the same same way with Wares. I mean, these young guys. It's a transition. I get it. You know, take your time. You know, just learn the game. I give. I usually give these guys three years. Yeah. Their third year, they may be playing at a high level. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, too, because we did hire a former defensive back coach as our new defensive coordinator. So, you know, maybe Court Udlin could find something in him. That's that's only interesting to find. You know, Udlin has found the best in his players before. Um, a lot of safeties, like Malcolm Jenkins, has talked highly about Corey Udlin. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, the, the, that is a very wait and see for me. I'm not going to say I, I trust Will Harris right now, but... Could he turn it around? Most definitely could turn it around. But absolutely, yeah, he has the tools. He has the tools. He just needs the technique, the IQ. Everything was kind of bad. Like the IQ is not really there as far as like the football, ball skills, um, and the ball skills. I mean, uh, but like I said, all that stuff could be teached. We saw him ball week seventeen, so maybe that is. We saw sign. him ball week seventeen. He's got to get more comfortable, gains confidence, and everything will be much easier. The game will slow down. He'll be all right. Yeah, well, that's why I kind of brought up a trade boss, and he wouldn't replace Will Harris. It would kind of be more to replace Tavon Wilson, essentially. Tavon Wilson. Yeah, it's it's just to be a box safety, basically. Yeah, I mean Tavon Wilson, like he does so much, man. I I, I, I don't know. I like bring to him, bring them both. Bring him in. Bring him in. Bring I both. mean, I'm down with that. But, you know, bring in the, have the competition, but I think Tavon Wilson the must sign. I think they have to bring him back. Well, you're gonna get him at an affordable deal as well. Yeah, yeah, probably a hometown discount. Who knows? Yeah, he seems like he really likes it here because he did take the the pay cut last year, a million yeah. dollar pay cut, and he was only making two million dollars. Um, now, you better like your you better like your team if you're gonna give him back a million dollars. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and um, so yeah, I mean, well, I guess we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's basically all the safeties that are out there. And you mentioned Justin Simmons. I think that'd be a little pricey as well, kind of like McCourty. But yeah, so. All right, that is a wrap to episode 78 of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed our coverage on the Darius Slay situation, the cornerback market, 
the safety market and all of that you know we even talked about the damn xfl hope you guys all enjoyed that <laughs> if you guys enjoyed please leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. it's always appreciated thank you guys i am tyler and i'm out see y'all with the next episode all right everybody um it's your boy malcolm i hope you guys enjoyed the episode um if you haven't got a chance to leave a voicemail leave a voicemail man we're gonna get back to these questions get back to the listeners hear y'all out um if you want to just vent if you want to just ask a question you know just give us a call leave a voicemail um that number is 313-355-3116 was that correct yes you're right let's go let's go man leave a voicemail we'll get you we'll get you a question as soon as possible and that's it man i'm out peace